We're catching up with the Rail Splitters this week on the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln Podcast. Podcast. My name is Jeremy. With me today are Rail Splitter Mary. Hey, everybody. And Rail Splitter Nick. What up, podcast people? <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening to the Rail Splitter, this may not be the best episode for you to listen to because we're going to just kind of jump all over the place to give folks an update on the show. Give everybody an update on where we're planning to go with the show as we head into the summer. And as we head into our one-year anniversary, which is crazy to think about, of doing the show, which is right around the corner, and also just to kind of do a little bit of checking in on a little bit of Lincoln tourism uh, that we have done or will do uh, in the coming weeks uh, to kind of give you an idea of what to expect for the show. And then also we will definitely do some Lincoln talk specifically about um, my recent trip to Springfield and a couple other Lincoln sites and um, some other things. So uh, a little less on the history this time around, but uh, I think it'll be interesting, especially because we'll spend a little bit of time talking about the new exhibit at the Lincoln Museum in Springfield, uh, which just opened. So uh, not a whole lot of people have had a chance to go yet. So I would like to fill everybody in on that. But before we do that, uh, Mary, Nick, how are you today? I'm doing excellent, thank you. I just, for, I think a few real splitters know, because I've talked about it a bit on Twitter, but I started a new job at a library. So I'm very happy about that. And yes, I've already scoped out where the Civil War books are. Yeah, so congratulations <laughs> on that. I don't know if we've thank actually you. congratulated you on the show. We have done that several times um, outside of the show, but congratulations officially on the Rail Splitter podcast. Uh, Nick, how have you been? Yeah, you know. Just, just living it up. All right. Well, Nick and I are on our spring break here at our uh, high school in northern Illinois. So um, he is at home in his cozy office, and I am in my cozy office at work. Um, just because we're recording a little bit earlier this time around, um, and I have to work. And he doesn't. So it's a very nice spot to be in, I suppose. Um, so uh, there's a couple different things in the news that I had noticed that I wanted to really bring up and get your thoughts on and let Rail Splitter Nation know about. Um, one of them, there seems to be some rumors about a new Lincoln film coming out. Has anybody heard about this? No. Uh, there's a Lincoln yeah. assassination movie possibly Ooh. coming out um, called Madison. Go ahead, Nick. No, no, I was just saying I saw that. I think somebody posted in our Facebook group uh, today, maybe this morning or last night. So, Yeah, the, the title is Madman, uh, not to be confused with Mad Men, uh, which is uh, about the 1960s. Uh, Madman, uh, which is about the aftermath of the Lincoln assassination. So um, mm. hopefully our, our guest, uh, Dave Taylor, from a few episodes ago, was brushing up his resume so he can be a consultant on a Hollywood <laughs> picture because I think he would be an excellent choice. Um, he did a nice job taking us through the aftermath of the assassination, and I know he's going to have a busy summer showing that to lots of lots of folks. Uh, but that would be a movie I would certainly check out. 
Um, I don't even know who um, the title would be referring to directly. Whether it's I believe it's uh, Major Rathbone. Or... It is. Yeah. Oh, that's totally different than what I was thinking. We may they may not need a, the same type of consultant work as I thought. Um, but the yeah, they're calling it a historical horror film, uh, which I can get down with. Um, yeah, and I, Major Rathbone, we've talked about on the show here and there, um, was very, very much uh, an interesting and tragic story. Um, this site that I'm looking at here says, the story follows Henry Rathbone, a close friend of Lincoln's, which I would not agree with. I wouldn't. I don't think yeah. we could call Rathbone a close friend of Lincoln's at all. No. Um, I think you may be able to say um, went to a play mm-hmm. with Lincoln once. Uh, maybe that was the extent of the relationship. But anyway, um, who uh, was with the president at Ford's Theater on the night of his murder? Uh, Rathbone was the only person to confront John Wilkes Booth that night uh, and was haunted by hallucinations of the assassination that tore his life apart. Um, and then his wife, Clara, who was also there, desperately tries to bring her, him back to reality. Um, so th- what they're saying is the script lives in two worlds. Uh, it's very much a genre horror piece, but it's also historically accurate. So that'll be interesting to see how they're going to weave in the history, because um, it is a very tragic story. You know, he's got, um, you know, you got the relationship angle with Clara, his wife, and then mm-hmm. the, the traumatic incident, and then what happens to him down the road. So um, I think this could be could be pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the producer of Hacksaw Ridge is actually uh, producing this, I believe. So it is somebody who's been down the history route before, and I have not seen Hacksaw Ridge yet, actually. I feel embarrassed to say that. But it got a lot of recognition, so that gives me some hope for it. So, you know. Well, and it sounds like, at the very least, it's going to be a thing. Because sometimes you hear about these things, and it's especially because it's, you know, a, a film on Henry Rathbone is fairly obscure um mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be a thing and it's um you know it's got a studio behind it so um it says the movie's called madman and it's a great story based on a book called worst seat in the house yeah i was just reading that i think i might i'm gonna see now that i work in a library see if they have that book at work <laughs> yeah i've never <laughs> heard read of it. it yeah that'd be that'd be very very cool um yeah, so and we'll do, you know see what we can f- find out uh, from a podcast perspective and see if we can chat with some folks maybe even and talk about it because this definitely sounds like something that's cool and it's um, you know we always talk about how Abraham Lincoln's like the most written about figure in history aside from uh, Jesus Christ. Um, so how do you find an angle that's like hasn't been done before or is interesting to folks that hasn't you know, already been played and played and played and played out? Well, this is definitely one of them. I think this is a story that not a lot of people know. Um, and if you start a film leading up to Ford's Theater or at Ford's Theater, you're gonna hook you're gonna hook an audience. So, I definitely think if if nothing else, it will generate interest. And I think it's a, a, a corner of the Lincoln universe that hasn't been explored a lot. So, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah, I I agree, and I'm you know reading. I think same article that you are about it. Um, and it just sounds like it sounds cool. And it sounds kind of just like, just different from, you know, anything else. Like you said, obscure kind of topic that I think would pique a wide variety of interest um, for people to go see it. Yep, for sure. 
Um, so we'll, we'll uh, pay attention for some news on that. Um, I think one of the things that I always find myself interested in is casting news. So um, where they end up with casting uh, Major Rathbone and, and other major players in the film I think will be uh, kind of interesting. So top of your head, right out right, putting you on the spot. Mary Nick, who would you cast as Henry Rathbone if you had an unlimited budget? And uh, anybody would say yes. Oh, um... Oh. I'm cheating. I'm pulling up a picture here right now. Look at him. I, I'm going to say Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin That's who Phoenix. I want. Okay. I want oh. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, he would actually be really good. Um, oh, what's it? Jake Gyllenhaal? Ooh, nice. That could work. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, Hopefully Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson will sign on and then bow out shortly thereafter, yeah. opening, opening the door for, for someone else. Man, that's that's a tough one because he's, you know, it looks like his hair is, he's got some curly hair, some some mutton chops, really. I uh, I, I didn't even look Rath, Rathbone's picture up. I just, Jake Gyllenhaal, because. I, I know his figure well from the, uh, wax or latex figure at the Lincoln Museum, which, by the way, I despise the fact that there's an assassination scene there, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, so, like, I know that likeness of him, which um, is, I think, looks pretty accurate based on this photograph. Um, I don't know. There's that um, that new TV show. It's a period piece. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the name of that show. But there's the um, the actor in it who was also in Captain America: Civil War. Who's Chris the, Evans? Uh, no, uh, just a really creepy. He's the the bad guy, Daniel Bruhl, um, mm. who's in the the show. Um, the, I think the Alienist. He's like the main character of the Alienist. I think he would be good because he does kind of resemble him, but he's also like like kind of just has like this dark kind of creepy looking vibe to him in movies. I'm sure he's a very nice person, but um, yeah, he was, he was like that Russian bad guy with the code words. Okay. I know. He, I know who you mean. Yeah, in Captain America, civil war. His name is uh, Daniel Bruhl and he does have an umlaut in his name. That's always, that's always a plus. So uh, are you guys kind of, you guys looking at the picture of him? Yes. Right now? Yep. He's got kind of like these piercing eyes. He does. And then that leads me the Mr. Robot actor. Oh yeah, I think um, yeah. it's always his eyes that gets me. And he was in that uh, Pacific series too, and he's great in that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a twisted guy. Yeah, he uh, he could pull that off. I think your logic is very similar to mine. Like they, there's that like when you see them, like there's something that makes you uneasy about their like they're not ugly people, yep. or I'm sure they're very nice. I feel bad talking about actors like oh he's scary as hell. You should put him in because I'm sure these are very nice people. But, like, there's something about the guy from Mr. Robot, whose name is uh, uh, Remy Malik. Um, he just kind of, something about him just makes you feel kind of off or creeped out a little bit. So, yeah, I think that could that could work because he's believable as, a, you know, somebody who would be accompanying the president to, to a Although he play. is playing Freddie Mercury in upcoming bi- a biopic, so. Um, Which, by the way, I cannot wait for. That's going to be Yeah, awesome. that should be awesome. So. 
All right, well, um, the movie is Madman, or at least that's the title of it now, and we'll keep you posted on that. Um, I have not really come across a whole lot of other Lincoln news, um, and I appreciate everyone who shares Lincoln news on the Facebook group. Uh, that has been very helpful and nice for uh, us to find stuff out about happenings with Lincoln. Um, we are titling this episode Catching Up with the Rail Splitters, just because we, uh, we had a guest last week and we haven't had a whole lot of time just to kind of check in um with what our plans are for the show uh, before we do that though um, i'd like to just kind of chat a little bit about uh, my weekend i was able to get to springfield which i you know i'm able to do three or four times a year it was probably my shortest trip uh down there for a long long time because my family actually went down first and i had class on saturday morning um, so because i was by myself though driving down i was able to stop in ottawa not the Ottawa near Mary, but the Ottawa in Illinois, <laughs> um, to the Lincoln-Douglas debate site, the site of the first debate. Um, so I just, I've always wanted to do it. It's one of those things where I've driven, you know, when you go from where we're at in Rockford, Illinois, to Springfield, I mean, it literally drives within a few minutes of Ottawa, Illinois, and I've just never really pulled over and checked it out until Saturday, and I decided to do it um, just because I had a little bit of time. So um, I stopped in, in Debate Square, and um, it was remarkably similar to Freeport. Um, they're both um, kind of small, small, you know, big towns, small cities. I don't know how you want to kind of describe it, but they're um, smaller communities. And right in the heart of their downtown, there's a park that's very much a square. I think in Ottawa it's called Washington Square Park. Um, so it's about a city block of just green space, and um, and they have a statue of Abraham Lincoln and Stephen Douglas right in the middle. Uh, Ottawa's is very cool because it's actually in the middle of a fountain. It's in the middle of like a, a pool kind of thing, and then it's raised up in, in the middle of it kind of on an island um, and showing both the debaters kind of standing uh, next to each other. Uh, it's a bigger than the Freeport one, um, the, at least the figures in the... Um, the statues are, are bigger, um, and they have a little bit less posted as far as information than Freeport. I've only been to two debate sites. That's kind of, you know, I kind of decided over the weekend I'm going to see what I can to get to all of them. Um, these are the only two I've been to so far. Um, not as much information posted about the debates themselves uh, as in Freeport, uh, Freeport does have a little bit more to say because that's where the Freeport Doctrine came from and the debate, I think, had a little bit more teeth. Um, the Ottawa debate is just kind of known as being the first. Um, they're right off of the square, and I posted a couple of pictures of this on our on the Rail Splitter Pod, the Instagram uh, feed that we have, um, but there's a really, really um, big, well-done mural of kind of depicting the, the debate um, it seems, you know, it's a little bit, uh, I don't want to say overdone, but like you can tell it's done for artistic purposes. It probably isn't an accurate representation of any scene that would have taken place because you can see there's all kinds of signs and the folks in the paintings are very, very animated. Um, so I don't know if it, if it was, it's necessarily a historically accurate painting, but it's still a very cool mural along the whole side of a building, a whole block long, uh, which is really neat. Um, and Ottawa itself is actually a really, really kind of quaint downtown. It's kind of got that old town, old timey kind of feel to it, which uh, I find endearing. Um, so definitely um, something that I would check out if you're traveling from the north going down to Springfield on 39. Hop off in Ottawa 
Um, it's kind of a nice little warm-up if you're going to do a Lincoln weekend. Um, you can hit up the um, that debate site before you kind of get down there. Um, and it's, you know, it's about two hours, um, two hours from Springfield or so. Um, but yeah, definitely worth checking out. One other thing that I thought that I found very noteworthy that was really, really cool to see, and I took a really lousy picture of it from the Instagram site, but um, Ottawa, Illinois is in LaSalle County, and they have a memorial for all of the residents, the citizens of, from LaSalle County who fought in the Civil War. Um, so it's it's kind of an ivory tower with a, with a figure representing peace at the top. But the names, um, I believe it's the names of people who died are all over that monument, carved in marble. And they're all fading away just from, you know, exposure. And they haven't really restored it, but it, I think that's almost a good thing because it looks really cool, like all these names that are kind of eroding away on this um, on this monument. Um, but it's, you know, very well kept around it. The, the grounds are kept really well, but you can kind of see, kind of like when you go into old cemeteries, you know, when you see some of those names are starting to fade away from rain and wind and whatever else, that's what this monument looked like. Um, so it was, it was really cool. It's really worth checking out. So I would recommend uh, stopping off in Ottawa, Illinois, uh, if you ever get the chance. Uh, I don't know, okay. Nick, have you ever been, been there? I have not, but I am going to Eastern on Friday, so um, maybe I'll stop on the way back. Actually, I was already planning on stopping in Ottawa for a shoe tree. Um, yeah, it's a tree where people throw their shoes in it. So um, there's one in Woodstock, so. Oh, really? Yeah. That's uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. I saw a documentary in the last film festival uh, we got our stuff in, and it was about the shoe tree, and I'd be kind of become interested in them. Anyways, uh, I'll be posting some pictures on my Insta here in a little bit, um, next couple days on it. But anyways, uh, I might stop there and take a look at it. I have not been to the Ottawa site, so well, who knows? Well, Maybe I'll just stay in Starved Rock, get a nice hike in. It's right um, by Starved Rock, you know, yeah, one of the most beautiful spots in Illinois. And Nick... I'm sure you knew this, but your homework assignment, if you're going to Eastern, uh, that is also a debate site, Charleston, Illinois. Wait, is Charleston? That's Eastern, right? Charleston? Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I so, guess it's, yeah. You're right. I'm kind of concerned that that was Southern, but that's not. Um, so, yeah. So, you could check out that debate site. Uh, I will have to now. The others, if you're interested, the first one was in Ottawa, um, which was on August. This is all uh, in uh, 1858. Uh, August 21st, August 27th. Uh, in Freeport. Uh, so I'm actually now kind of in order. I've seen the first two. Jonesboro on September 15th, Charleston on September 28th, Galesburg on October 7th. I, my colleague just one door over was in Galesburg the same day that I, the same weekend that I was in Ottawa. Um, and at Knox College, which is where that debate happened, uh, they still have the chair that Lincoln sat in, and you can sit in it. You can sit in a chair that Lincoln mm -hmm. sat in. Uh, so my my colleague Nick and I's colleague, um, uh, one of our colleagues, sat in the Lincoln chair um, at Galesburg at Knox College, uh, and then Quincy on the thirteenth, and the last one was in Alton, Illinois, on October fifteenth. So that would be a heck of a tour of the state of Illinois. Um, so I would uh, I would recommend checking that out. But um, anyway, so yeah, the debate sites worth seeing for sure. Yeah, I guess I will have pictures up by the weekend of the one down in Eastern. Awesome. 
So. I have not been to any. I've been to Ottawa, Ontario, though. <laughs> um, Capital. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a lot of history there, I'm sure, too. Um, yep. One thing about the one thing I think that is kind of cool, just kind of as an aside on the debate sites, um, at least the two that I've gone to, they haven't been um, the statues and the, the commemoration are, are fairly new. Um, the, the Freeport one was really redone in the, in the early 1990s, and it looks like the Ottawa one was more recently than that. So um, they've kind of known about the fact that they've where they've happened, but um, there has not been a whole lot of, you know, creating of statues or monuments until recently. So um, that's good to see that those things are still happening. The Then I, I did end up in Springfield, which was great. Um, I will just let everybody know that um, after I was kind of like, oh, do to do taking pictures, oh, the worst winter storm in years was hitting central Illinois, and I didn't really realize it. And then I got back on the road. Um, and as soon as I left the debate site, I was in like horizontal snow going 20 miles oh. an hour on the interstate for two hours, looking at semis oh, in the man. ditch, cars in the ditch. It was, I almost pulled over and, and just got a hotel room. It was really, really bad. When you um, said that, I was like, ah, that's just another day, like drive yeah, home yeah. in Southwest yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, yeah, but it was, and I don't have any problem. I live in the Midwest, you know, I, I accept that yeah. fact. I have no problem with it, but it was late March. You know, oh. if, I, if, it were, if it were January or February, I would really, really wouldn't have had a problem. But I made it safely um, and got some Gabatoni's pizza, which is the best pizza in Springfield, if you're ever... In case you're wondering, um, and then I took yeah, a- I had it once yep. at Grandma's house. That's right, that's right. Yeah, um, and then we went to the museum on uh, Sunday morning. Um, so I did want to spend a little bit of time filling everybody in on the new exhibit that they have there. Uh, they transition. There's an area in the museum when you first go in. It's right to your left. You can't miss it. Um, where they have traveling exhibits. So the museum really is kind of divided into like kind of five different areas. There's there's a log cabin which enters into Lincoln uh, exhibits on Lincoln's life from birth to Springfield, through Springfield. Then when you leave there, you go to the White House, and that's his presidency. So those are like the two main, main, main areas. Then there are two theaters. Uh, one has Lincoln's eyes, one has ghosts in the museum. Then there's in the middle, there's an artifacts area called Treasures of the Collection. That one changes all the time. So if you go, you know, every now and then you'll see different stuff in there. That's where they've put the Gettysburg Address. There's always different items in there, which is definitely something that I would recommend checking out. Um, and then there's a children's area where the kids can play, which my kids really, really like. Uh, and then the traveling exhibit, and then obviously gift shop, go check all that kind of stuff. Um, the traveling exhibit was uh, an exhibit on the Cubs and Cardinals rivalry um, that had been there for about uh, six to eight months or so, um, which was very well done. Well, that left, and now the exhibit is called From Illinois to the White House, and it is an um, exhibit dedicated to uh, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses Grant, Ronald Reagan, and Barack Obama, the four presidents uh, who Illinois kind of claim as their own. Um, either by birth or by residence. Um, Grant probably most loosely, uh, and then Lincoln probably most directly, followed by Obama, and then Reagan was obviously born and raised in Illinois. 
Um, the exhibit, as every exhibit that I've been to so far, is very well done. Very, very, very well done. Um, as soon as you walk in, there's big portraits of each of the four presidents. Um, you hear their voices either read or recorded as you um, go through the exhibit. Um, and they do a really nice job of kind of combining all four of them uh, without it being crowded. It's not like you're just walking through a series of stuff. You know, I mean, sometimes it's just like a bunch of stuff on walls that you read or a bunch of stuff you look at. They do a nice job of combining um, all of their their signage and, the, and their exhibits in a way that it's it's not overwhelming. It's the, the nice thing that I like about the Lincoln Museum as a whole is it appeals to every level of Lincoln knowledge, and this exhibit is no different. Um, the highlights by far for me were uh, Abraham Lincoln's briefcase. Um, so he has like a little portfolio <laughs> thing that um, you can look at, and um, I, I put a picture of it on our Instagram feed. Uh, but you can see it's very well worn, and it's got his name written on the front, um, and then the little right up next to it uh, mentions that they they believe that the uh, a copy of the emancipation proclamation was at some point in that briefcase um it's also interesting i think to think about because there's like the myth that abraham lincoln was like super disorganized and um, only exclusively kept notes in his hat uh which he did do he kept kept notes in his hat for sure but you know he did i've seen it he had a briefcase he was some you know at least made an attempt at being organized um, but it was kind of, it's always cool when you're within a plate of glass away from something that he used and he touched. Just because uh, you have a briefcase doesn't mean you're organized. I've seen some student backpacks and they're <laughs> definitely not organized. I have to say to myself, like I've got a backpack, <laughs> not organized. <laughs> uh, I buy them and I'm like with, with every intent of being organized and I don't even like start like for at least a couple days, you know, I've got these papers here and here. Anymore, though, I have this thing, like, I just want to tell people, never hand me a piece of paper. Like, I've, I've never once, like, really needed a piece of paper. You know, everything's electronic nowadays, so it just, like, builds up on the desk that you all can see behind me. It's a hot mess. As long as you know where everything is and what it's, like, kind of what its purpose is. Like, because right now my desk is, surprise, surprise, it's covered in books. Mm -hmm. And I know what each book is, but my supervisor will sometimes come over and be like, what's that doing there? And I, I'm like, oh, that's there because, you know, it's... I mean, it's disorganized or organized chaos. Yes, that's what I believe in. Yeah, organized chaos. And yeah. I think that's what Abraham Lincoln was like. So he probably knew what everything was and where it was at. And that's all that mattered. That's he right. Knew what it was about. The, clo the closer I become to looking organized, the less the organized I am. Same here. I'm like, I know where it is. It's in that pile. You're going to need to give me a minute. I'll find it. Yep, exactly. And then I put everything away and I don't know where anything is. The bane of, uh, I always think of what Einstein said, though. Einstein said, if, if a cluttered desk means a cluttered mind, what does that say about an empty desk? Exactly. E equals MC squared. He also said that. He also <laughs> that's, said what I, that's what I, and that equals education equals McHenry County College. Is that, is that what they, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was at our high school because McHenry County College yeah. is a local community college, so. Yeah. All, right. All right. I don't really know what it means otherwise. But, you know, geez, times mess. I don't know. Um, other items from that exhibit. Uh, there is a literal rail splitter. Uh, Abraham Lincoln's axe. One of his axes is there, which is. I'm actually there from nine to four. <laughs> yeah. The literal rail splitter is. There. I'm, I'm actually there in the corner. Um, I'm signing autographs, being that I'm everybody's favorite. That's so right. It, it takes me a little longer. Exhibit. It takes me a little longer because you have to write everyone's favorite rail splitter. 
Yeah. Uh, no, there's a literal rail that like an axe. It's something that literally split the rails. Um, That's uh, what a rail splitter is. Well, yeah, I suppose. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Uh, a saddle. Uh, one of the highlights uh, was a saddle used by President Grant. One thing that I thought was cool, which which not everybody will, is the um, the 1985 Chicago Bears visited President Obama uh, because they were not able to visit the White House. Um, when they won the Super Bowl, because it, they were scheduled to visit right around the time of the Challenger disaster, so they never visited the White House. So President Obama invited them. So there was a football there um, from the greatest football team ever assembled. Um, there was a, there's a a speech from President Obama that he delivered in Selma, Alabama, which um, I thought was very cool. And he and he mentions John Lewis by name in there several times. John Lewis is. One of my heroes, for sure. A couple other things that I think listeners of this podcast would really like. Uh, the table on which uh, General Grant and Robert E. Lee signed uh, the peace agreements and Lee surrendered over uh, that table is there. And you're just a plated glass away from, from that table. And I think that used to, that stayed at Appomattox for a while. I may be mistaken on that, but... I feel like that was the chairs are uh, the chairs are at the American Museum of History, the Smithsonian. Okay, I think. Okay, so, um, but yeah, that table there, and it's you know, it's always I always find it interesting to see stuff like that because like it's remarkable how such a momentous event happened at basically a little side table. I mean, the table is actually quite small. Um, one other very very cool item is the uh, the skirt part of um, the dress that Mary Lincoln wore um, at the wedding was is is there and on display, uh, which is very it's very cool that that's still around and and very very interesting piece or artifact um, that you can see um, that's that was pretty awesome. Uh, they put back out that for this is probably two years ago. They did a um, a 272-word Gettysburg Address um, thing where a bunch of celebrities, um, in response to the Gettysburg Address, wrote the same number of words in a speech, and um, they had President Obama's back out on display. So you get to see his his own reaction to the Gettysburg Address written in his own hand, um, and the same number of words as the actual Gettysburg Address, which which is really really cool. Um, one other thing that was pretty cool is they have a, they have a 3d printing of Barack Obama that was kind of inspired by the life mask that, um, Abraham Lincoln had, had done. Um, so it was the first president to do a 3d print. Um, and so they kind of talk about the technology on that, which was, was really cool. And they also have some stuff that make it a little interactive. They have a, they have a podium with a seal of the president on the front, and you can see what those what those teleprompter screens look like. Um, so they actually were playing when I was standing there. They were they had the second inaugural Lincoln second inaugural playing on the teleprompter, so you could stand behind a modern day um, dais or, or podium or whatever with the presidential seal on it, uh, which is kind of a neat photo op. Um, and the kids kind of can like can get into it, but it's also it is kind of cool to see what those teleprompters actually look like. So. Um, and there's some other small stuff in the exhibit. Um, they did show, they did have, uh, the, the coat that, that Ronald Reagan wore when he threw out a first pitch very famously at Wrigley Field. Um, and there's, there's a lot of other smaller items that some people may really find interesting, but 
Um, if you're if you've been to the museum, uh, it's always it always changes. You know the the log cabin part and the White House part and the shows have been the same since it opened. But there are some things that make it different every time, and you always learn something new every time you go. So um, I definitely definitely uh, would encourage people to go to check out that new traveling exhibit. I think it was great. It sounds really cool. Like, how long is it on for, Jeremy? They're usually there, I think, like six to eight months. And they, they announce okay. well well ahead of time, like, how long. But, yeah, basically visitors who, who go there this summer, that'll be your that'll be your extra exhibit. Um, so, yeah, it'll certainly be there probably through, like, November, I'm guessing. I like the sounds of how random – I don't know if random is the right word, but, you know, Grant Saddle and then, like, the 3D printing of Obama and the – the table from app like Appomattox that they all have such great historical value and they can tell, it sounds like it tells a really great story about mm -hmm. them. Yeah. And they actually tie it together really nicely. Like there's like the, the part where there's the set, like the, the ax, the saddle, the Cubs coat and the bears football are all in like the same display case. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like a sports sports at sports slash activity kind of thing. And then uh, the area where Mary's Mary Lincoln's um, dress is, they also have that pretty iconic blue dress that Michelle Obama wore um, one time. So uh, they, they actually do a really, really good job with that, too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's outstanding. It's really, really well done. And it also means some, I think, no, some new merch at the store there too. Yep. With those guys. Uh, yes, there there'll be a couple this week in Lincoln's coming up where we talk about the different uh, items that we're that I was able to, uh, to to check out and pick up. And there's they've redone the store a little bit. There's some good stuff in there, um, for sure. So um, yeah, I would recommend that. So. Um, switching gears a little bit um, to the future direction of the show, um, we just kind of want to let everybody know that we do have a lot planned for the summer. Um, we're really working on having, um, hopefully all three of us, uh, take on Springfield and schedule a bunch of interviews and guests and our experiences down there. Coming Springfield, up. Illinois? Springfield, I-L. Oh, okay. I was thinking Massachusetts, but all right. The Basketball <laughs> Hall of Fame, I'm sure, has something to offer, but... That makes it a lot easier for me, actually. <laughs> I'm a lot closer to the one in Illinois. Uh, so, so stay tuned for that coming up. Hopefully, um, maybe in June or July. Uh, we also, Nick and I, um, are going to attend a conference coming up in Freeport, Illinois. Uh, there is the Association of Lincoln Presenters annual conference is not far from where we live, so we're going to go check that out and hopefully interview a handful of Lincoln presenters. Um, sometimes referred to as Lincoln impersonators, although I think the preferred term is presenter. Uh, so we will check that out. Um, in two weeks, uh, we will finish up our book club. So that is something that listeners are going to want to definitely uh, be ready for and to finish those last two chapters. Um, so we will do that in a couple weeks. Um, there's also We also have a couple other guests lined up that I think will be interesting um, for you to hear about as we get into the month of April. Did I forget anything, fellow rail splitters? I don't think so. Although I really want to do where we pick five movies where actors act as Lincoln. 
and then we critique them at some point. I want to do that too. That All sounds right. awesome. That's a good summer project. That's, that I think. Is, and that's a summer. Where you've heard it yeah. here. You heard it here. I think for the second time because we talked about it a couple shows ago. But that is definitely something I forgot. We will be doing that as well. If you have ideas for that, please send them our way for movies that we can uh, include for our uh, Lincoln nominated films that we'll critique and then maybe even pick a an Oscar of sorts for. And we don't want. Lincoln, Lincoln's excluded the Spielberg Lincoln, right? Because right. that just wouldn't be fair, right? That, that would, that, I agreed, that would not be, not be okay. So, uh, Lincoln was, Vampire Hunter, though, is I, a possibility. It is. A I possibility. think we should do like a Mystery Science Theater three thousand version of Lincoln <laughs> Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I think that's actually not a bad idea. I think we should. I think we should do that. Um, if there was a yeah. I think we got some ideas. So we're, we will, yeah, there's, and, and of course, if this is the first time you're listening to the show, we'll also do something like we've, we've talked about, we're going to do Lincoln at city point. Uh, we're going to talk about civil war stuff. We're going to talk about speeches. We're going to talk about legislation past the history elements of the show are always going to be there too. But, um, those, those require a little less planning ahead and a little less, uh, you know, um, notice for, for listeners at times. So we will definitely, uh, do these ideas and more. Plus we'll give you your history content in there as well. Um, too. So, uh, is there anything you else? Know, else we should do? We should do like, uh, our, like the one year anniversary things coming up. Maybe we do like, uh, like a guest thing where guests call us again, like we did. Oh yeah. That's a great, that's cool. I like that. Um, that is definitely something we can put together for our one year, I guess I think I, I think I know ways that we can actually make it work as well. So, um, excellent. Anything else uh, before we get to our this week in Lincoln, Mary or Nick? Uh, let me see. We could talk Lincoln logs as an app. Oh, never mind. I'm just going <laughs> off on a rant. Um, no, I think I think we're good. This yeah. is kind of a short episode here. Yeah, we just kind of want to check in with everybody and kind of give give folks um, kind of a glimpse into what's coming up and then uh, get into it a little bit. So um, our This Week in Lincoln is uh, there's a giant um, sporting goods store in Springfield, Illinois called Shields, which I think is like a southern brand. They've got a giant Ferris wheel, giant fish tank, all this other stuff. They also have a really, really creepy, really creepy animated Lincoln. He's like a robot. And, um, so I took some video of it and I'll post that, but it's really scary. And, um, sometimes it turns kids off to Lincoln. You can. So you can hear his voice there a little bit, but it's like, it's kind of scary. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I know. So I'll post the, uh, I was trying to post the video and I was with my daughter and she was not having it. So, um, I believe that's the. That's the hallucinations Major Rathbone's going to have in, <laughs> in the horror history picture. That's right. The, the horror, the historical horror uh, mashup. So anyway, that was uh, that's our This Week in Lincoln. Please uh, join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Nick, you had something looks like you were going to say? Yeah, this just reminded me. Last week we had that great conversation about kind of the, you know, trying to dig up Lincoln's body. Mm-hmm. And, and one of our listeners who happens to be a friend with us is uh, Chris Burns brought up the fact that that would make a great Conan Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. It so would. Kind of an art, you know, I forget what's that movie called. Dang it. I'm oh, brother, George, yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah. Along the lines of that, I, I think we need to make that happen. So 
Yeah, uh, Joe Cohen, Ethan Cohen, if y'all are listening, make that movie. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll just hang out on set. I'll be a grip. I'll be more <laughs> happy like carry lights around. Yeah, there you go. So, all right. Um, now, uh, I'll yeah. be in Chattanooga this weekend, so I'll try and post some pictures of the battlefield while I'm there. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, definitely uh, pay attention to social media uh, this week because – yeah, Nick coming up uh, will be at a debate site. Uh, Mary will be in Chattanooga where there's plenty of Civil War stuff. Um, I'm going to Wisconsin Dells to an indoor water park, so there's not going to be a whole lot coming for me. <laughs> not this weekend anyway, so. Um, but we'll a shot. I know. The Dells, man. That's the worst. The life of a young parent, you know? These things happen. So That's the shit. I know, I know. Kids love <laughs> it. Kids are happy. I'm happy, so. Um, anyway, thank you, everybody. That's for- a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, this this was a little bit of a shorter episode just because we wanted to check in with everybody and give you a little bit of an update on our Lincoln tourism and our plans for the show. Um, and then we'll get a little bit more into history, into some Lincoln breaking down some Lincoln issues and Lincoln topics in the coming weeks. Uh, so once again, uh, if you could please give us a rating on iTunes if you get a chance. Those are always helpful. And Maybe listen to a better episode than rate us. <laughs> so like. Listen to this one, but like go back maybe a couple, like to a good one, then rate us our five stars that we probably don't deserve. Yes, and the self-deprecation is always great, right? So um, hopefully, yeah, um, hopefully you can give us a rating. We'd appreciate it. We'll read it on the air, and we do like your feedback. feedback. Um, so thanks again for tuning in this week uh, for Rail Splitter Mary and Rail Splitter Nick. My name is Jeremy signing off and asking you to continue to walk the world with malice toward none and with charity for all, and we will see you next week.